0: This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today.
1: We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com arrow logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate.
0: Korea gives striking doctors a deadline or else face the consequences. Hello, you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report live from the BBC World Service. I'm Leanna Byrne and a very good morning to you. South Korea is threatening to arrest any doctors on strike and ban them from ever practising again if they don't return to work on Thursday. Trainee doctors are protesting government plans to increase the intake of medical students to universities to, in turn, boost the number of doctors in the system. But doctors argue this will harm their pay and conditions. The BBC's Jean McKenzie reports from Seoul.
2: This is a fierce showdown with thousands of angry hospital doctors on one side and the government on the other. On the surface, the doctors have walked out over plans to increase the numbers within their ranks. But their real anger stems from feeling overworked, underpaid and ignored. <laughs> Ryu Okada is one of the thousands of junior doctors who walked out of his job last week.
3: It's been a really hard time because we work really hard On over 100 hours a week. In some departments, they only have five minutes of lunchtime. It's insane.
2: But why does it matter if there are more doctors? More doctors surely can't be a bad thing.
3: Ryu
2: switches into Korean to explain that unlike in the UK, doctors in Korea are paid per procedure. If there are more doctors, there'll be more competition and they may start to treat patients unnecessarily for profit. These arguments aren't winning the public over. With Korea's population ageing rapidly, people want more doctors on hand. But the doctors argue this won't fix the shortages being seen in rural areas and in emergency care. The problem is that too many doctors are opting to work in the more lucrative field of cosmetic surgery – And the private medical system here needs an overhaul, they say.
0: I've
2: come to one of the largest, most famous hospitals in Seoul, the Severance Hospital. These teaching hospitals rely heavily on junior doctors. They make up as much as 40% of the medical staff. Most of the hospital appears to be functioning. It's teeming with people, as usual, here for cancer treatment and other long-term conditions. It's the emergency rooms that are really feeling the shortages. Operations capacity has dropped significantly. And Younga
3: Yeah.
2: Mrs. Lee is in her 70s and has prolonged cancer, and she's here today for treatment. It's not been affected by the walkout, she says, but she's worried that other doctors might walk out next. Where we live, outside the city, there are no doctors anymore, her husband tells me. Do you support the doctors in this strike? No, the doctors are being too selfish. They've taken the public hostage. He says. Many operations and appointments have been postponed while this dispute drags on, leaving nursing staff to pick up the extra work. As the head of Korea's nursing association, Tak Yong Ran, explains,
1: nurses are being forced to do the doctor's jobs, and we don't have the legal protections to do so.
2: Our workloads are heavy, and it's making us anxious. The showdown has reached new heights. The government has given doctors until the end of Thursday to return to work. Those who don't will be stripped of their medical licenses and could even be arrested, it says. Are you prepared to be arrested or to lose your license over this?
3: I'm prepared to lose my license or arrested. I just thought that this job and medical system is broken. If government stick to this policy... The Korean medical system will collapse. It has no future.
0: Gene McKenzie there, and the government isn't expected to take action against doctors until Monday. Now, let's do the numbers. Profits at the world's largest hedge fund, the Man Group, plunged by 56% last year because weak investment returns meant that its clients paid less fees. And because of a Bud Light boycott in the US last year after it collaborated with a transgender TikTok star, the world's largest brewer, AB InBev, says its 2023 earnings fell short of expectations. Cuba is asking the World Food Programme to provide milk to children for the first time in its history. Havana blames the decades-long US economic embargo for its shortage of staple foods. Let's get the details with the BBC's Stefania Gotzer. Stefania, what's going on?
1: It comes after just last month we heard from one of the country's ministers saying that it was struggling to secure enough milk for children. That was Betsy Diaz, Minister for Interior, saying there were particular delays in deliveries for those aged six months to two years, and one vulnerable group was children with chronic illnesses who could only receive about half of their normal allotment. Only three of Cuba's 15 provinces are actually producing enough milk to satisfy demand. The government at the time said it was working every day to try and find alternatives, But now we've heard from the UN's World Food Programme confirming that the Cuban government has approached it for assistance in providing milk to children, specifically powdered milk for those under seven, and that the request was made last year to top management in Rome. The Cuban government is yet to comment. And Stefania, milk is a fundamental part of Cuban's ration book system, isn't it? Yes, the ration book system was introduced after Fidel Castro's 1959 revolution. The idea being that the Cuban government would provide subsidized staples for all. But recently, it's been harder and harder to fulfill. The country is experiencing a crippling economic downturn and its government says that decades of US sanctions have prevented it from getting access to the basic foodstuffs Cubans need. So, of course, the US implemented a trade embargo in the late 1950s. It was known there as a blockade, and it stops US businesses from conducting trade with Cuban interests. Critics, though, say blaming the sanctions isn't fair, and it's actually mismanagement of the country's centralised economy that's the problem. Stefania Gatzer, thank you so much for
0: joining us on Marketplace. Thank you. After its soccer and golf investments, now Saudi Arabia has turned to tennis. Its sovereign wealth fund has announced a deal with ATP, the governing body of men's tennis. But critics say it's using high profile investments to distract from human rights abuses. Here's the BBC's Russell Fuller.
3: I had a very interesting and long conversation with the president of the Saudi Tennis Federation, Arij Al mutabagani at the end of last year. And I asked her specifically what she made of the term sports washing. And she laughed when uh, answering the question. But she said it was their way of promoting the country and to her to grow the game and to make sure that not just women are playing the game more regularly, but also younger people in Saudi Arabia get the opportunity. But we are seeing this on a industrial scale aren't we across a number of different sports like football golf formula 1 and boxing and Tennis's footprint in Saudi Arabia is increasing all the time. The next-gen ATP finals for the rising stars of the game took place in Jeddah for the first time last November. There's four more years of that deal left to run. Exhibitions taking place on a regular basis, and there is still the hope in Saudi Arabia that the season-ending WTA finals on the women's tour will head to Saudi Arabia from the end of this year.
0: That was the BBC's Russell Fuller and I'm Leanna Byrne with the Marketplace Morning Report from the BBC World Service. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.